Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I can't believe it's August. I know last episode was also August, but I'm just like shook. And I know people are feeling weird and like funky, you know, in a funk about the summer ending and I'm right there with you. It feels like every time it's the summer, it's a week long. And maybe that's like an East Coast thing because we only get, you know, this kind of weather for so long, but it is just flying. And I can't believe it. Today, we have an amazing episode with the legendary Caroline Stanbury. And she is so gorgeous. And I've been obsessed with her since Ladies of London. So this was a really cool thing for me um, to be able to interview her. I also went on Caroline's podcast, Divorce Not Dead. So go check out our episode as well. But before we get into that, I'm going to answer a few of your questions from this week's solo. A few of them are touching upon the poll questions from this week. So that's like the first three. So we'll get into this. First date. And after 20 minutes, the guy says he's not vibing, pays and leaves. Is that rude or mature? We asked this as a poll this week and most people thought it was rude. And at first I was like, you know what? I respect that. Like, good for him. You know, if a girl did that, it would be good for her. But I think that there is kind of an unspoken rule that even if you're not vibing, you see the date through. Like, it's just not nice to do to someone. You have to consider someone else's feelings when you're acting that way. And it's just not the right thing to do. And I actually, someone sent me a TikTok with a girl crying saying that somebody did that to her and it really hurt her feelings. And she was, she said, she was like, please just like, just finish the date. Like, don't make me feel horrible about myself. And I agree. Like, how bad can somebody be that you need to get up after 20 minutes not that bad, right? Like unless they're saying something like disgustingly misogynistic or really offensive saying, talking shit about your family, whatever. Like you don't need to get up after 20 minutes. Give it at least an hour, like 45 minutes at the most or at the least. And then just get up and do it amicably. But don't just like... It's like it reminds me of that show on MTV, Next. And like people would come out of the bus and someone would be like, Next... And like, just get rid of them from looking at them. And I'd always feel so bad for those people. Like, don't do that to someone. On the third date, they tell you they're ready to delete their hinge. Red flag or green flag. A lot of people thought this was a green flag. This is a huge red flag. Why are they ready to delete their hinge after three dates? 
they don't know you. They don't know anything really about you. Like it's been three dates. I know we always hear these stories and like Disney movies, like, oh, like we went on a date and like we got married, but that's not realistic, especially today in 2021. No one's deleting Hinge after three dates. What it sounds like they're doing is they're about to be love bombing you. And there's some creepy narcissist who's going to fuck up your entire life. So if they tell you they're ready to delete their Hinge after the third date, run. Um, Been in a healthy relationship for two plus years, but are young and know deep down you need to see other people to feel confident in your relationship and live life. Do you try living your early 20s single to test your relationship or don't force it if the relationship is healthy? The person who asked this question to me makes me think there is something that they're already questioning in their relationship. Because if I found the love of my life in my 20s, in my early 20s, and I'm a huge romantic, like I would never let that person go. I think every person I've dated, even since my early 20s and my teens, I thought I was going to marry them. And I wouldn't have just let them go because I wanted to test the waters. Like I understand where this person is coming from. It's hard to only have been with one or two people for the rest, like for your whole life. But there are so many couples who met like in high school and, you know, in college and they stayed together and never questioned it. So to me, I'm like, if you're questioning to see what else is out there, then that might mean you're questioning if you're settling with this person. But if you're not questioning that, then stay together. Like if it's healthy and it's good and it's your person, which you should know, I think, right? I mean, maybe not in your early 20s, but like after two plus years, you kind of have an idea, right? And so if you're questioning it at all, I would say you should break up, but maybe not to test things, but to, you know, figure out why you want to test things, if that makes any sense. I hope it does. How to avoid romanticizing a future with every guy or hookup. I answer this question in the AMA on Friday and it's a really hard one for me personally as a romantic. This is really, this was such a hard thing for me when I would go on dates with people. Like I could go on a date with someone and be like, oh my God, oh my God. Like I'm so like, and just immediately start planning the future and whatever. And then like not hear from them, which we're going to get into in a later question. And it would really crush me. So instead of doing that, what I would do when I would date, you know, once I learned that that wasn't working for me is just say, oh, okay, that was a fun time. If I see them again, that would be cool. But if I don't, I had a really nice date. Managing my own expectations, taking myself down a notch. Like, oh, I, you know, had a good time. And that's all that has to happen. And if more happens, that's awesome breaking up with a therapist. This is really hard. Someone actually wanted to submit a poll question. What's harder breaking up with a therapist or a boyfriend? It's a boyfriend or girlfriend because breaking up with a therapist shouldn't be that hard. And if you're so fearful of it, I'm like concerned about who your therapist is, to be honest. I had to break up with a therapist once and it wasn't dramatic at all. Like I basically, I had been in the session already. So I didn't like pay for an extra session to break up with her, which you should never do because it's your own money, you know? And 
I said something like, I just wanted to say how much I've appreciated you all these years. I'm thinking about possibly moving forward or, you know, starting to see another therapist, but I wouldn't have had this growth to even know to do that without your help. So like, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you. And so you can do that in person. You can do that over the phone if you don't want to do it in person. But this person wants you to be okay and wants to help you and wants the best for you. So I guarantee they're not going to be like, oh, that's so fucked up. You should come in and we should talk about this. Like, no, they're going to let you spread your wings and fly because that's a huge part of why they're in your life to begin with. How do you get past feeling like something is wrong with you if you don't hear back from a date or get no second date or follow through? This is going to happen all the time in dating because it's only going to work out with one person. So if you go on a hundred dates, it's not going to work out with 99 people that you date. Like people need to realize this, you know, and I have had so many situations where nobody followed up after the first date where there was no second date. And I never thought that there was something wrong with me. And every now and then I would be like, you know, what did I do wrong on that specific date? But the reality is that it's, a rare thing to connect with somebody and you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And that's a good thing because you're a unique individual and you shouldn't want to be loved by every single person. Only the right person will see how amazing you are. And that person will continue to pursue you. But if they don't, that's not a reflection on you. It's a reflection on your interaction with that person and your connection with that person and your chemistry or lack thereof. But we should never try to be with someone. And this is such a big thing that it took me so long to realize who doesn't want to be with us. I feel like immediately when somebody doesn't follow through after a date, we're like, oh my God, I should reach out to them or like blah, blah, blah. I should find out why. Don't. The answer is in the silence. They didn't feel what you felt. So why would you want to be with them in the first place? And nothing is wrong with you. There's always someone out there looking for exactly what you have to offer. I promise you, I swear to God, because for so long, I thought I was too much for so many people. And I was like, you know, this, I need to change this. And I, I shouldn't have the, my job that I have. And I shouldn't, you know, maybe I should have been a little more like, no, I thank God found someone who likes me exactly the way that I am. And so will you, I promise you. It's a numbers game. You have to go out with a ton of people and you'll connect with someone you won't connect with others. But if everybody went after dates and thought that there was something wrong with them because it didn't continue, then that would be so awful. You know, you have to just pick yourself up. Oh, okay. Was it my person? Maybe someone else will be. And if you go into dates with the mindset like, oh, I'm just making a new friend, then you won't be as offended either. You're in a serious relationship, but you have a crush on one person. Is that a red flag? Depends what the crush is. I think it's okay to like kind of, you know, have like a thing, not a thing for someone, but like, you know, think someone is cute and like in another world. If you weren't dating your partner, maybe you'd be dating them. But like ultimately you have to know and feel that your partner is the best person for you and that like you are so grateful and lucky to have them. And if you don't feel that way, then the crush thing could be 
a little bit more detrimental to your relationship because like you don't have that strong foundation. And especially like if you're, you haven't been having sex with your partner or, you know, things have been not so good recently, then that's when the crush thing comes into play and could potentially lead to cheating or wanting to cheat or thinking about it. There's a difference between having a crush and wanting to like hook up with someone that isn't your partner. How to act when you see your ex. I always like to act like they're an acquaintance, like very cordial, very sweet. Never like, oh my God, I can't believe they're here and blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, cool. Like, how's the fam? Good. Like, great. And this is like similar, but what to do if you run into someone who ghosted you and they approach you? Same thing. They're an acquaintance. Everyone who's ever affected you or pulled at your heartstrings or hurt you is an acquaintance to you because that kills them the most. I promise you. Enjoy the episode with Caroline. Oh, delicious. I just finished eating my metabolism bar and I just like can't get enough of these things. They are so freaking delicious. I just, I can't. I mean, if you haven't tried something, anything, Saqqara, their granola, their detox tea, their complete probiotic, or how about their amazing ready-to-eat meals with plant-based ingredients that are designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. I get compliments all the time on my skin, and a huge part of it is me discovering Saqqara. Along with their delicious plant-rich meals, they also offer daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. I personally love the detox tea and I drink it in between meals. Experience the transformative power of plants with their best-selling metabolism super powder. It's made with organic raw cacao and it works to boost energy, eliminate bloating, minimize sugar cravings, and reduce fatigue. They also have the amazing metabolism bars, which... I just mentioned, I just ate and they're delish. Right now, Sakar is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakar.com slash Acme and enter code Acme20 at checkout. That's S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash Acme to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash Acme now. A lot of people are going back into the office and it's like game time. Like I never thought that this day would come. I mean, I am never going back into the office. But if you work for yourself or you're part of a team, it's always so important to be creative and make whatever you're working on stand out from all of the rest. I use this platform called Issue, I-S-S-U-U. And it's an all-in-one platform that creates and distributes beautiful digital content from marketing materials to magazines, brochures, and so much more. You could use it like if you're in the graphic design world or really any other world. They work with other tools like Canva, Dropbox, and InDesign. I need the help of Issue because I'm just not good when it comes to creating content visually. So it really helps me as a content creator. And I think that you guys should try it. Plus, you can get started for free. Or if you sign up for a premium account, you'll get 50% off when you go to issuu.com slash podcast and use promo code ACME. That's issuu.com slash podcast and use promo code ACME at checkout for your free account or 50% off your freemium account. Did I say freemium? (laughs) 
premium, but like that works too. ISSUU.com slash podcast and promo code ACME. Hi, I'm one of the creators of Showmance, a new romantic comedy podcast with a full cast of characters and sound effects to make you feel like you're there. Here's a taste of the show. Welcome back to Pop Cuisine. I'm your host, American singer, animal activist, and cosmonaut, Lance Bass. Let's check in with our chefs. Cut! Reset for judging. Casey was living the dream. She had the perfect job. How's everything over at Pop Cuisine? Oh, you know, season six. It's just a well-oiled machine at this point. And a sexy, charming boyfriend. Well, you look stunning. (laughs) Stop it. The little birdie told me it's your birthday this week. What about a fancy dinner to celebrate? Absolutely. Until it all imploded. He's not coming. So he sent you to, what, stand me up? Actually, he sent me to break up with you. So what happened? I just got dumped on my birthday by his assistant. Want to know what happens next? Just search Showmance on your podcast app of choice to listen to the show. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with the Caroline Stanberry from Divorced Not Dead. Hey, Caroline. Hi, how are you? Nice to be on the show. This is so wonderful to have you. I've been such a fan since Ladies of London and we have tons of fans who listen to We Met at Acme. And so there's going to be a lot of great questions for you. But for everyone who doesn't know, um, how old are you and where are you from? I'm 44 and I'm from London. Well, England, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. And what is your current relationship status? I am dating. Well, no, I'm not, what am I doing about? God, I can't get used to it. I, I've just become a fiance. I'm not dating. I'm off the market. <laughs> You're engaged. Congratulations. I'm engaged. Yes. Oh my goodness. I yeah. love it. And we talked a little bit about it on Divorce Not Dead, but for our listeners, how did you meet your now fiance? Um, completely randomly. So Divorce Not Dead used to be According to Caroline which um, it was it was a, a stand-up show that I was going to take on tour. And in my first one, he was actually in my audience. So um, I met him and uh, obviously he's good looking, so I noticed him. But I was actually thinking because I had a girl panel with me, so I was really thinking of him for my girlfriend. So I met him there and um, we became friends. I love it. I love it. And I want to talk to you a little bit about like pre-meeting your fiance, you know, when you were still newly single and what that was like. I actually read something and I need you to confirm or deny this. I think it was on like Dumois or I don't know if you know what that is. It's like a gossip Instagram, but um, basically it said that, and I could be totally off. So just tell me if I am, that you dated Hugh Grant. Is that true? I didn't date him. I've known him. I knew him. So I think we may have had a snog once years Mm. ago, but that's it. I love that. If there's anything else there, definitely feel free to share with us. But um, we got a lot of questions about everything. And I guess we'll start with Ladies of London. So you were on the show, Ladies of London. It was on Bravo. And you are the only standout person that I really remember from that show. Not 
not to like shit on anyone else, but like you were to me the main character in so many ways. There was a bit of a tragedy with one of the other characters with her name is Annabelle. Yes, Annabelle, yes. Were you close at the time? I know that she had passed away. Um, look, I've known Annabelle for years and years and years, and I, I've always had a huge soft spot for Annabelle. Um, I was actually, it was uh, one of the ones that brought her into the show. I hadn't spoken to her for a while because she found, um, I think she found the whole uh, TV show very, very disturbing for her, very hard. Mm. Um, I don't by any means think it was, you know, one of the the reasons, you know, that anything happened to her. But I feel like some people just aren't cut out for these reality shows. And I think if you are popular in life and then you're not proper in TV or you, you know, you don't have the coping mechanisms and you've suffered depression and Annabelle had a very hard life. And, um, you know, I think there were just, just I, I, after the show, we kind of all drifted off. You know, I think she found the show very hard mm-hmm. um, to deal with and to deal with the public criticism that came. So she kind of took a step back from all of us, but then she went into a, a, her own, you know, journey really sadly Mm -hmm. yeah and are you still close with any of the ladies of London yes well I've got my sister-in-law so we fell out quite spectacularly the last season but obviously I always knew and I always confirmed that I'd be friends with her again and we are great friends and you know we put it all behind us Juliet I speak to all the time um so yeah it's like, I guess it's like being in a boy band, right? I think when you're done, you're done for a bit. Right. Did you have any regrets about going on the show at all? Oh God, no, no regrets. Um, the last season I found incredibly hard and I did leave and I, you know, I was done. I, but you know, that was almost four years because you see three seasons, but it took four years to make, if you see what I mean, we start the year before. So, you know, um, I, I, I was just, I think I'd just done it, but I, I think now if I ever did it again, I, I'd be, I'm more prepared. Do you think there's something to say about, you know, having your relationship on TV and being able to see it from like this indifferent kind of eye that made you start questioning things? Or did you think that that was already happening kind of before the cameras were there? Oh, you mean my ex-husband? Yeah. No, look, he wasn't in the show that much. So it's not like I could really get perspective on our relationship, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And also because he didn't really want to be part of the show that our our scenes together were quite staged in a way because, you know, I had to force him to be there. So it wasn't like, you know, maybe some of the other housewives where you have the husband sort of interacting all the time. Right. Um, but, you know, I think it did show me that, it's very apparent I did have that parent teacher or that child teacher sort of relationship with him where, you know, he sort of used to, we weren't equals in a way. He would sit me down and tell me how to behave or tell me what was wrong in my life. It was very severe. Um, so I, I noticed that, but I, you know, I think, um, I was so busy then actually, it was probably easier. I don't, I don't know if then I, I, I was looking at, you know, getting divorced or had any inclination, I think I would have probably stuck it all out because I was busy working and I had young kids and, you know, it didn't really matter to me if I wasn't, you know, running around holding hands because I was so busy. So I didn't think about it that much. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of women, when you're in a, in a marriage that works because you're a business partners and you works because, you know, 
it's easy and you know how it works and you both have your roles, that it's just easier to stay where you are. Yeah. What are some signs like, you know, when you made the decision that it was time to leave your relationship with your ex, what were some of the like signs that really made it clear to you that, you know, this is something that I can't just stay in and just put a smile on my face? I think the signs were that, you know, I really needed to travel. Like Mm -hmm. I could get through a week or two weeks at home and then I just needed to get on that plane. And, you know, that also isn't great because you have kids, you know, and so you you don't want, you, you need to be able to be at home. And I was happier not at home. So I would sort of go through, I would travel to be able to get through the two weeks or the three weeks that I needed to be in the house. And then I used my work as a tool to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. So then yeah. I knew really I was better off on my own. Mm-hmm. And how long was that period where you knew that he wasn't the one for you anymore before actually acting upon it? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it was probably, you know, I don't know. It it kind of creeps up on you. I don't, you know, I guess now if I look back, I'd probably, uh, it was probably in my gut for a couple of years, but you know, you just, you know, you sort of push it. All married couples go through difficult times, especially after 18 years, there's nothing, you know, so you kind of think it's normal. And then you look around at your friends and, you know, they're making it work. And then you think, okay, I'll just, it's fine, but it's not fine. And you don't need to live like that, you know, for him too, by the way, it's not like it was just for me, it must have been awful for him. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it a little bit on your podcast, but so our listeners and me were super into astrology. So give us like a little rundown. So you are a Taurus. Yes. And your ex-husband was a, do you remember? No, it's September. No, he's not September. What is he? Oh my God. <laughs> February, February 22nd. What's that? A Pisces. Pisces, there you I go. Think. And yes. your fiance. Yes, is September 20th to 28th. Is the same birthday as me. As so, you. Yes. so we you love him. That one. We love that. And do you feel like, have you ever looked into kind of spoken to anyone spiritual, like a psychic or an astrologer or anyone of that world? I mean, I go and see people, but not, not, I haven't done the astrology with him. I did something about Gemini and, um, it was quite funny because he said that I, Gem is wood and I am metal. So, you know, I just kept chopping him and he kept growing back. And with Sergio, he's fire and he, so he melts my metal. I love that. Yeah. That's really cute. So I love following you on Instagram and and seeing you and Sergio's relationship kind of unfold. It seems like you have this like really childlike, almost like teenage romance with each other, which is so amazing. What were some signs that he, because you know, he's younger than you. What were some signs that you could take him seriously? Um, He didn't give up. And I think, you know, I also didn't pressure him. You know, um, I, uh, I told you he sort of lied about his age at the beginning. So, you know, I, when I found out, I thought, here we go, another one. Um, but 
actually he did it and he stuck around, you know, and mm-hmm. like, honestly, I think most women that come out of a long-term relationship, we just want to get back on the saddle right. and we're not really looking to have a long-term relationship. So, you know, I think the more, I think he's used to girls really wanting him, right? And really going for it and him being going like, hold your horses, you know, no one's in a hurry here. And I think I did that. And I, you know, I was like, you do you, I'll do me. You know, I had family. I had, I still had it, went on a family holiday with all of us, you know, even though we were separated, I had a summer holiday planned. I had to do it. And I actually, even after I got separated, I still went skiing with my husband too, with the kids. So those things were always going to happen. So I said to him while I was away, you know, and we, we had a forced thing. Why don't you go and see what's really out there? Um, But he never, he called me every day, all day on FaceTime. He um, pursued me. He flew wherever I was. He drove, when I went, I was in Spain, he drove like six hours in a car to come and meet me. You know, like he proved himself time and time and time again that he wasn't going anywhere. And I did my best to push him away. Honestly, I was like, no, 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 no. I am not going to be the woman with the young guy. And he's still here. So what can I say? And then he moved. And, you know, I realized that what he does deserve to be taken seriously. And why? Because, you know, someone's got 10 years on him or five years. Should they be taken more seriously, if anything? A lot of those guys I know are commitment phobes or mm-hmm. have more issues than he does. Mm-hmm. Would you ever consider having more children with Sergio? Well, it's, it's obviously a consideration. And the thing is, you know, like I'm not in a hurry now, God forbid. But, you know, he's a young guy and eventually he's going to want his own ch- child. And look at him. He deserves to have an own children. So, yes, I, I'm, I'm making moves to make it possible for when he's ready. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm also very relaxed. I, 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 if I can't and it doesn't happen and, you know, he whatever, you know, whatever we need, he, he'll, he'll find his way. Life, life, um, goes on. You know, we, I, I'm trying to make it possible for him if it's possible. It's not yeah. possible for me naturally, that's for sure. So, you know, we, we'd need to have help. How old is Sergio again? He's 26. And how old did he say he was? 31. <laughs> but when really I met right. him, I mean, yeah. I met him, he was, you know, like just 24. Mm. Remember? So it's like, yeah, like a baby. Would you ever do another TV series? I feel like there's something in the works. I can just like sense it. I can see you and Sergio having your own show. Oh, I'd love to have Sergio in my show. I mean, that's living the dream. But um, I, I don't know. Yes, I, I think the goal for this year is to get back on TV. I think, you know, I've been asked so many times. And I think after how many years it's been being off air, that there's, I'm always amazed by how much interest there still is in me. So I'm guessing, you know, this is the year to make it happen in whatever capacity that look that is, right? Mm-hmm. And you're right now, you guys are in Dubai, right? Yes. So is Dubai like a new, because you're from London, do you feel like you kind of had to like establish yourself in Dubai or it's just like a temporary thing that you're just living there for now? No, I mean, I've been here four years. So like Mm -hmm. at this point in my life, I've established myself here very much. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very well known here. I do, you know, a lot of different things here. So I'm pretty lucky. I sort of, you know, slid right in. Right. Do you see yourself going back to London anytime soon? London? um, Not really. Not right now. Um, Mm -hmm. America first, I think. Mm. America 
welcomes you whenever you want to come. I think the only thing I love more than jewelry is carbon neutral jewelry. Jewelry that makes me feel good about how I'm contributing to the environment and, you know, the green world. I'm obsessed with Ana Luisa. If you haven't heard of it, it's carbon neutral jewelry, as I mentioned, and gorgeous carbon neutral jewelry. I'm personally obsessed with the scarlet earrings and everything that they have is so reasonably priced and so gorgeous and awesome. Like I'm obsessed. I just got a bunch of different pieces and I'm so excited to be wearing them. And if you haven't heard of Ana Luisa, it's A-N-A space L-U-I-S-A. And I am giving you guys 20% off. Their pieces start at $39. So I highly recommend checking it out. Just go to shop.analuisa.com slash Acme Sun. So that's shop.analuisa.com slash Acme Sun. I absolutely recommend checking it out. I love them. And you're getting 20% off with their summer sale. Shop.analuisa.com slash Acme Sun. I can't wait to see you wear it. We talked about breaking up with your therapist and it can be really hard. But you know what's really easy when your therapist is your virtual therapist? Because then breaking up with them isn't stressful. I am obsessed with therapy, as you know. I advocate that everybody should go to therapy if they can. There's nothing wrong with just working on yourself. And that's what we should be doing. That's how we grow is we work on ourselves. And I can't explain to you how much therapy changed my life when I was depressed at 23 and I finally took it into my own hands. If you haven't heard of Talkspace... It's a wonderful platform where you can match with a licensed therapist. You could schedule live video sessions all from the comfort of your own phone. It couldn't be easier to speak to someone today. There's honestly no excuse if you have a smartphone and you have you know things that you're going through, it's time to start talking to someone. Depression, anxiety, whatever it is that you're dealing with, maybe it's work stuff, a relationship situation, you can get $100 off when you use code ACME at Talkspace.com. Go to Talkspace.com and use code ACME and you'll get $100 off your first month with our promo code ACME. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and use promo code ACME for $100 off your first month. When is your wedding going to be? Have you decided to start planning it? Are you kind of just in like the, you know, excited to be engaged phase? Or do you feel like it's going to be happening soon? Excited to be engaged phase. You know, I I, I haven't got much further than that. Uh, but the kind of wedding that I really, truly want won't take a lot of planning. I had a ridiculous first marriage and I don't want anything like that. So, um, you know, I'm quite relaxed. A few things need to happen before I take, you know, we both do that. But right now we're very comfortable as a unit like this. I love it. And would you ever go on a Housewives franchise? Somebody asked this. 
<laughs> oh, I know. I, I've got so many people pushing for this. Yes, I would. I would absolutely. But, you know, um, why not? Why not? If you, if you had to choose one, which one would it be? Beverly Hills or New York. Yeah, those are the best for sure. Somebody, oh my God, another person asked that about the franchise. Somebody said, whatever happened to gift library? I'm not sure what they mean. It's my old business. Um, sadly, that was, was went, went into liquidation like, oh God, eight years ago now. And somebody asked why you're staying in Dubai. I guess we kind of touched upon that, but what I is the... I just love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. As it's hot all the time. I have a beautiful life here. Dubai is a very good city. It's been extremely kind to me. And I'm settled right now, you know? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I, as again... If the right opportunity came, I'm I, I I never say no. You know, I'm super at ease to jump as well. So let's see what happens. I only just got divorced, and it was I was here for my family before, mm-hmm. and it's only been what this is the first year of being divorced or a year and a half. We've been divorced now and separated for nearly two. And you know, for me, this is the time that all the changes might happen. Yeah. What would you say to somebody who is young and in a marriage that they're not happy with? Like, what would your go-to advice be about someone who's just like terrified about the process of getting divorced, maybe like scared of, you know, losing their best friend and scared of what's on the other side of that? Well, I always say nothing good happens from your comfort zone. So... Um, I always say, don't be scared. The longer you put it off, the harder it gets. You need to just rip off the bandaid. It's never as bad as we imagine, never. And we survive everything. So get on with it. And there is just no need to push yourself into a bad situation. There is always a way out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's extremely, extremely important to, mm-hmm. to move on. Is Sergio the first younger man that you've dated? And if so, what is the difference to you between dating younger men versus men who are older or possibly closer to your age? Yes, I guess I never had a much younger boyfriend before. No, because I mean, when I was younger, it would have been illegal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So no, yeah, he is. Um, What is the difference? The difference is that he's not jaded. He's malleable. He's great with my kids. He's, he is childlike, which is I'm childlike. So he brings mm-hmm. out, we kind of ha- both have Peter Pan syndrome. You know, he's, he's spontaneous. Older men aren't, you know, and the thing is I'm looking for different things. I'm a, you know, I, I, I've always looked at looking after myself. So I don't want a man to take care of me and my children. You know, as much as he takes care of us, he looks after us, you know, and he's great. But, you know, the great thing is I can allow Sergio just to get on and think about looking after him. And I can get on and think about looking after me. And I don't believe in that old-fashioned marriage. Everything has to go through the man. And we're a partner. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with the statement that, you know, relationships should be almost like reevaluated every, let's say, seven years? Um, as a thousand percent. Yeah. And it should be renegotiated because you're completely different humans. Mm-hmm. And do you have any friends that you believe either settled or are unhappy in their marriages that maybe, and we talked about this a little bit on Divorce Not Dead, but maybe feel like now they can take that leap because of 
of what you did or, you know, we're in this pandemic and it's really hard to meet people right now. Do you think that's a big reason that people are, cause you know, you met Sergio right before. Um, do you think that people are scared to put themselves out there and kind of start anew right now when it's such an well, uncertain time? No, I think the pandemic right now has caused so many divorces because, you know, most of my friends have managed to set their lives up so they don't have to spend that much time with their husbands. Yeah. Now they're forced to spend that time with their husbands and husbands are working at home and life is, you know, they don't get the freedom anymore. They don't get the space. Um, are there friends of mine unhappy? I'd say probably 80% of them are in unhappy marriages. But, you know, some of them don't have jobs. Some of them don't know how to do it. Have I set it... I think I've definitely caused a like shit storm mm -hmm. because me moving on, not downsizing my house, in fact, moving it bigger, hiring more people to help me in my business and running around town, as you said, having a teenage romance has right. made them all go, oh my God, she's not like curled up in fetal position in a flat with no money. Mm -hmm. But you know, Again, I have always worked and maintained and, and been independent. I won't let anyone ever take that away from me. Yeah, that's so important. Do you feel like because you've worked so hard and made such a name for yourself and are doing so well that when you do marry Sergio, you know, even though I'm sure he does well as well, that you would want to sign a prenup? I want a prenup for him and for me, to be honest, because... You know, thinking about it, I didn't have one with my ex-husband, but we didn't really have anything back then. And not that I have anything right now, but it's just like, I do feel for him and me, you know, he, he made some money when he was at Real Madrid. I have my contracts that I'm working on or whatever, you know, like just life. And if we're, I'm building things before him or trying to build things, you never know, whatever. I don't, why should I give that away and vice versa? Why should I take what's his? But if we build something together right now as a team, as Sergio and Caroline, then yeah, he can, we have 50-50 and I believe in that. We both yeah. get it. We both get compensated. But, you know, like just say, I actually don't own this house, but if I owned this house, why the fuck should I give it to him? Yeah, I agree. I feel like people think that a prenup is so anti-romantic, but if anything, it's the opposite. Like It's totally the opposite. It's the opposite because you know, it's proving that you're not there for anything else. And I think when you date younger as a woman, everybody assumes he's there for the money or the ride or a free lunch. And mm. that's just not so. I absolutely do not pay for anything for him on principle. And he wouldn't want it either. Mm. Um, can he afford to support a whole house and nine, nine people that live in it. No, nor would I ask him to. He's 26 years old, right. but like, you know, will he get there? Probably. And if he had it, he'd give it to me. But right now he can support himself very well. And I'm happy with that. Mm -hmm. So post divorce, did you feel like, I mean, I don't know. And like, we don't have to get into, you know, your sex life and your past relationship, but did you feel like you wanted to like explore yourself in that way. I feel like in England, like from what I know, women don't really talk about sex like openly, but I don't know, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I mean, look, not just me, any woman that leaves after however many years or, you know, I think 
sex becomes it's a huge thing because when you're when you're married and you get married in your early 20s you don't even know who you are you can you know you certainly don't explore your body that much I mean I'd be amazed I don't know like maybe some women start off in very sexual relationships at that age I don't know but like it's it just becomes routine and I think you know at 44 or 42 whenever I met him of course like it's totally different Absolutely, mm-hmm. totally different. And the thing is, I'm older. I'm not embarrassed. I'm, you know, I don't need to have sex with the lights off. You know, you have, you can ask for what you want. You can, you know, he's a young guy. He's having the time of his life. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Yeah, that's definitely a benefit for the young guy. So we have these poll questions that we ask on our Instagram. So I'm going to ask you some kind of like rapid fire questions. Mm-hmm. Do you think you'll end up with, or did you end up with, someone similar to one of your parents or totally different? So like, I guess let's compare Kem, your ex-husband, and Sergio. Like, are they similar to your parents in any way or totally different? Well, Jem probably, but, but, you know, he's more serious. Sergio's totally different, which is probably what I wanted. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I've, I've always heard you become one parent and you marry the other. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> is it a red flag if their Instagram is just pictures of them? Yes. Mm-hmm. It is, but you know, like, I've got to be honest. I, it's not a sticking point. Sergio's was awful. If I went by his Instagram, I would never have dated him ever. So yeah. no, maybe it is a red flag. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> and everyone was like, what, what the fuck? But I <laughs> gave him a chance. Yeah. You can't judge, judge by Instagram. Yeah. Is a kiss at the end of a date a definite sign that it went well and that they want to see you again? Or could it just be a move? Men are so complicated today. I don't know. I don't Mm -hmm. know. You always think it's gone really well and then you never hear from them. So I have no idea. This is actually a good one for you because you just got engaged. Would you want your family to be involved in your proposal? Yes or no? No. Well, actually, that leads me to another question. Did your kids know that you were getting engaged no mm-hmm. they didn't but they knew Sergio and and loved him by then yeah mm-hmm. yes they did but mm-hmm. I mean it, I you know I, I made a very conscious decision in the end afterwards it, it wasn't a family decision it's not a family decision because if you open it up to children it's like they have a choice and right. it's not the choice it's at the end of the day I didn't go through this to prolong my happiness even more Right. And once you rip off the band-aid and tell them this is how it's going to be, they adapt quite well. Right. I agree with that. I think there's so much in like today's culture of giving kids too much of the power almost and like forgetting that they're minors and that like yes. you're the adult. And I actually... Absolutely. There's, and then I'm meant to wait till they're 18 and moved to live. That doesn't work for me. Right. You know, it's all my best years. So, and I've already, as far as I'm concerned, put my life on hold for quite a long time to yeah. get to the point where I want to live now. And I'm 44. It's not like I, I can't wait another 10 years and I'm not going to. I agree. That's why I don't understand couples who are miserable, who will wait till their kids go to college. I mean, and and probably, you know, end up cheating during that time instead of being true to themselves. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And then they end up miserable and more miserable because some of the biggest lies, as I always say, are within marriages. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. And did you have to call your ex-husband and tell him once you were engaged or 
did he kind of no, find out on his I didn't. own? He found out, unfortunately, but I, I probably should have. But again, mm-hmm. and I, I decided I did I didn't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear from anyone. Mm-hmm. I was just, you know, you're always trying to keep everyone happy, your children, your ex-husband, your, your, your boyfriend, and then you come last every single time. Right. So I think I just decided to take it all into my own hands, rightly or wrongly. Do you know if he has moved on in his own right? I think he's got girlfriends. I don't think there's one specific one, but he has girlfriends. I mean, mm. you know, he's a good looking guy. Right. I'm sure if he does have a girlfriend, they're like infatuated by stalking you and your life. Um, oh, great. I, I would be at least. Um, yeah. Is it rude to shower with your partner while your other, let's say, roommates are home? No, but I have a roommate. My roommates are my children. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think so, is it? Well, no, why? If you have to lie to your parents, let's say, who are in town for the night about why your partner is not at dinner, is that a red flag? Meaning you have to start making excuses for your partner. Let's say they, they don't come to dinner with your friends, like that kind of thing. Uh, I, a red flag. Mm-hmm. Do you think that all men cheat in some form at their bachelor party or stag do, as they say? No. Do you think that if your partner's a little nerdy that you can make them cooler or change them? Thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is a good one. Have you ever gone through your partner's phone? Never. Really? Never. Have you ever had it happen to you? Uh, nope. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, not that, I mean, not unless he's really good at it and hadn't told me. Mm. Is it a red flag if they ask you to split the bill or they let you split the bill? Well, I mean, I, I would be a bit pissed off to split the bill on a date, first date, but I mean, no, not anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that it's, you know, a lot of people, especially with COVID going on and all this, a lot of people aren't working. So dinners become expensive. And at your, you know, younger, the younger generation, I really think everyone's splitting the bill now. Mm-hmm. I feel like though, it's just so unromantic to split the bill. Like if you let, if you're the one inviting someone on the date, you're asking to take them out. Like you should be paying, no? I understand that, but I think the world has changed and I just don't think it's always a deal breaker. I mean, like the first date, absolutely. I want to be taken out. I want to be taken mm-hmm. out a few times, but like after the sixth date, you know, there has to be a time where, you know, you can go, you can have these or you, you know, yeah. you, you take you. you I know? hear you. Is it weird if your partner's mom FaceTimes them multiple times a day? Well, um, Sergio's mom does that. Really? um, (laughs) Yes. They are. I actually found it a green flag. Mm. I find it a green flag, girls, because any man that talks to his mother that much and FaceTimes with her is going to treat you right. I agree. They treat you how they treat their mom. Mm -hmm. So this is a person who said they're feeling a lack of intimacy and an off dynamic with their partner. They don't feel like they want to be around them. Is it doomed or can something like that work out? I mean, I I feel like it's doomed. I think it's kind of like very hard to get that back. I don't know, you know, like, I mean, I was told therapy and all this rubbish, but I just don't believe that that a therapist is going to tell you that you're you're going to have intimacy again with your, 
your husband or get the feelings back. Maybe sometimes you can rekindle on a holiday or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, genuinely, once that feeling's gone, it's kind of gone. Yeah. And for more discussion on therapy, Caroline and I discussed it on her podcast. Okay. We just have a few more questions. Do you think women in long relationships with somebody they know they'll marry are truly not in a rush to get married or are they playing it cool? For some people, it's not the end game. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that if they know they're going to marry them, it kind of takes the excitement out of it. Like I didn't know that Sergio was going to propose. I knew he wanted to get married eventually, but I mean, I I definitely didn't know that it was like now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that knowing that somebody wants to spend the rest of your life with you is, is, is really special. So to say, I'm going to marry him eventually, it kind of takes the joy out of it. Yeah. But who knows, you know, if, but on, on my, my terms, having been married as long as I had and having children already, then yes, then I could have been with Sergio and said, you know, I, I he's my partner. I don't need a piece of paper yeah. to, to make this official. Yeah. I agree with that. I feel like women get put in this box that like all they want to do is get married. Do you feel that couples, you know, are mostly equal like, for example, you think the guy is as funny as the girl in that situation, or is there usually one person in the couple that's more fun? Always one person that's more fun. Mm. On that same note, do you think that the person who's more fun is aware that their partner is the person who's like not as fun? Yes, I do. Unfortunately, I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, amazing. And this has been so much fun. We usually end our episodes with a quote or piece of advice that you could share with our listeners that has helped you throughout the years. Just knowing really this too shall pass. So, mm. you know, whatever you're scared of, the reality is never as bad as you make it out. So you come up with every bad scenario in your head and it's genuinely not what happens. Mm -hmm. And we all come out the other way. And regardless of whatever bad happens at that time, when you push yourself, you'll come through at the other side and better things happen. I love it. Where can everybody find you, follow you and listen to your podcast? So you can follow me on Caroline Stanbury on Instagram You can listen to my podcast on every major platform that podcasts are, Spotify, etc. And it's divorced, not dead. So come find me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Caroline. Thank you for having me. 